we are live. So did everyone have a good weekend? Yes. Yes. I got to spend it with my daughter. Yesterday was mommy and daughter day. Yeah. What'd you do? Um, we went to the movies. I took her to do a little bit of shopping. And um, we went to go see it was a uh, War with Grandpa. That is an hilarious movie. War with Grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw the previews. I haven't even, yeah. I didn't even know the movie theaters was back open. Yeah, they've been open. Yeah, they've been open. There's so a few know. AMCs you can rent the entire movie theater for $99. Really? Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. you can wait it for $99 for a movie. Now, they're older movies, but mm -hmm. still cool. It's still a classic, right? Yeah. Hi, Chantel. We're just going to give it a moment um, while a few people join, so just bear with us. <laughs> And we bought and I bought my daughter, we bought matching PJs. <laughs> she was so excited. <laughs> so how is she liking uh working at uh Foot Locker? Does she like she it? loves it? She says that sneakers are cheaper. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> <a good> discount. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to uh get her to buy me some sneakers <laughs> she's, but she's good at what she does she makes a lot of commission oh she does like she That's sells awesome. sneakers wow still need a hookup yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? my son's feet, his feet grow i think every time he walks he's gonna have a big foot he is all yeah, yeah my son's in men's sneakers men's size now and I just wish he could go back to kids because they're definitely like a different bracket. <laughs> yeah. The prices, so yeah, the, the price kicks up. I guess <laughs> right. material. It's a yeah. lot. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna give it another minute or so for a couple of people to join. Okay. Trying to see if it would let me have a watch party, but it won't. Really? So if you go to, if you're on our page and you hit share. Yeah, I hit share. And it should say watch party. No, it says write a post, copy link, share to group. Hmm. Yeah, it won't. That's weird because I, I just went when you popped, when you, when it popped up on my page. Are you following, was, are you following the page? Yeah, it, it just popped up on my page. Uh, now where to go? Okay. All right. I wanted to share. Now I gotta go back to where I was. Same here. All right. So I went to your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And okay, there we are. Now let's see if I can. No, it won't let me do share. Yeah, so share your story, share to your page. She'll share to your page. That's what you'll do. Okay. Share to my page. It wouldn't do it before. Okay. Ah, we're locked and loaded. Okay. Good. <laughs> now. All right. Sounds good. So we'll go ahead and get started. Okay. Uh, so thank you viewers for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And we have our guest, Vicky, uh, guest speaker, Vicki Russell Walton. We'll get to her in just a moment. Uh, so before we actually get started, I just want to let everyone know um, who we are and what we do. Uh, we're an uplifting podcast to empower uh, women. Uh, men is more than welcome to listen to us as well. Uh, we focus on two things. We uh, 
give a platform for women to uh, come on and share their trials and tribulations in regards to what they went through and where they're at now in life. And then we also give others, um, business owners, the opportunity to come on and share their business in regards to educating us and um, just different types of businesses of what they do. Uh, so today, again, we have uh, Vicki. She's going to share her story. This is Breast Cancer uh, Awareness Month. So she's definitely going to share her story in regards to what she's been through. Um, and she's also an advocate. So she's going to be educating us as well. Um, before we get into her story, we have the lovely Jenny Lee that's going to share a little bit of her bio about Vicki. Vicki Russell Walton, wife and mother. She is a two-time breast cancer survivor and is an advocate for breast cancer. Her passion is to teach and has helped women overall, all around. She is a radio host of the Talk blog and also has been featured on Radio on Radio One's Lenidia's Grants show. Vicky as well is a motivational speaker whose motto is stay in your happy place. With the support of her husband, Har Harvey Walton, she fought through her disease and made a testimony portfolio to help inspire others. Wow. <laughs> so thank you so much for, you know, for us having the opportunity to be able to hear your story today and then also, you know, get educated in regards to uh, cancer and breast cancer and the things that you went through in life. Um, so before we actually get into your story, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Oh my gosh, yes. I come from a, a little dirt road, Centerville Turnpike in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, to the wonderful parents of Leonard and Daisy Russell. I have a huge family. I've married into a huge family and um, just a loving and supporting uh, households where my mom and dad taught us that each person is responsible for each person. And that has really helped me in what I'm going through now uh, with teaching, educating, and dealing with others. And also the fact that I have 13 sisters allow me to deal with multiple mm. personalities at one time. <laughs> it takes a lot to get to me, but when you get to me, you do, but it takes a lot to get to me. Things just kind of roll off my back. So um, my childhood was country living life, um, clean air, bright stars, just, you know, um, good eating and just great fellowshipping. So mm -hmm. it really laid the foundation for what we're doing now. That's awesome. And you said, now, where do you fit in of 13 sisters? Do you have any the, Yes, five. So I'm the ninth Ooh. from the baby. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. I, I tell people, if I make a phone call, you better run. <laughs> Especially if I call my big sister, Robin. My big sister, Robin, don't let anybody bother us. So, yeah. And my sister, Connie and Shamika, they're very protective over me. Well, we're oh. all protective over each other. So, uh -huh. But if I pick up that phone and tell you I'm, I'm calling for backup, it's about to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> But we're so all saved by grace. That's that's in our younger years. We that's saved by awesome. grace now. So. <laughs> so that makes me just ask, what is your favorite holiday? Um, absolutely uh Easter and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, okay. Those two. Uh, my mother used to have us all color coordinated. You know, she would tell us <laughs> what color to wear. That's right. She would tell us what color to wear. Even up into our 50s, we wore the color that she told us wow. to wear. Oh, Along wow. with the hat. Awesome. You're not a good country woman unless you have but that you have hat. have a hat on, to match so. with your outfit. Got to have a hat on. You have, have to have a crown on. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Family yeah. tradition. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. That's great. So how, before we go into your full story, do you have, uh, was there anyone in your family? Like, how did it all come about with you, you know, finding out that you had breast cancer? So I have a huge history, family history of cancer on both sides okay. of the family. And, um, although I paid attention to it, it didn't really, um, it wasn't really important to me as most people feel. It's not important to you until it, it hurts you or hits you. So I had the uncles and the aunts with cancer and you know the grandparents with cancer, but until I had breast cancer, I didn't really educate myself about it. So when I found the, the tumor um, in my left breast, I mean, you couldn't tell me that it wasn't. And it wasn't, I had people tell me, oh, well, you, you talk that into your body. I know it's called genetics. 
it's mm-hmm. called common sense. God gives us common sense, you know. And when I felt it, I knew um, because I had the symptoms, the puckering. I was tired. Mm-hmm. It felt like I had indigestion all the time. So I knew my family history. When I sit still, I don't feel well because uh, I am always all over the place. And um, and I knew that I I wanted a second opinion just to make sure. Okay. And those uh, those opinions saved my life. Mm-hmm. So, so take us back to that first step when, you know, you felt, did you, did you feel any lumps or you just had this? No, I felt the lump. You felt the lump. Wow. I felt that lump. I felt it. And I, I knew, I knew, and I immediately scheduled a mammogram immediately. And, you know, they dropped me through the crack right after that. I fell through every crack there was, I think. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So did your doctor question, you know, the lump or was he, you know, they took the test and they're like, you're fine. How did, how did that all come about? So we did three biopsies and each time they were doing a biopsy, what we found out with the fourth and final one, um, they were analyzing fatty tissue. They were never analyzing the tumor. So every time when I would call back and say, you know, I still don't feel well, this doesn't feel right. Um, And as time went on, I I developed a lump under my arm. And I said, now I've got a lump under my arm, you know? And again, family history, I started asking my sisters, you know, didn't Uncle Earl, you know, have um, throat cancer? Didn't Auntie have ovarian cancer? Did, and I started putting the dots together like, no, that's too much cancer in the family for me not to have this. So mm-hmm. my, the last time I called uh, the doctor, he basically told me to stop calling. I was interrupting his golf game. This lo- at that time was Harris. Yeah. Wow. At that time I was wow. Harris. And he was like, Miss so Harris, wrong. come on, you know. Stop calling. Enjoy your life. We've already tested it. We're not going to do it again. You know, basically stop bothering me. Wow. So I told the director of where I worked at at the time and she, she has a cursing spirit, but you know, I thank God for that lady. She lit that doctor up and she said, not only, you know, if she's coming, if I've got to come with her, you know, you're <laughs> going to see her again. And uh, sure enough, when we came in, we saw the head um, guy, who uh, did a biopsy in the micro uh, little camera thing. And he looked at it and he said, we're sorry, it's cancer. And the doctor said, you know, at the time before, he was like, well, I can do this in my sleep. So when we finally got the diagnosis, I told him you must've been asleep because it's cancerous <laughs> and it spread to my lymph nodes, you know. Oh, so wow. they caught, it was spreading. We caught it just in time, caught it just in time. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But- I advocated for myself and yes. I, I had just given up and, and there was a point where I was like, I, I don't want to fight. I'm tired. I don't feel well. Something's wrong, but he's telling me it's not, you know, and I said, no, wait a minute. Hold it. They work for me. I paid their salary. If I want, I, and I told the nurse, if I want another test, you better schedule me for another test. Something is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we found out what it was. So advocate for yourself. You are your own superwoman. Superman ain't coming. Be your own superhero. That's awesome. That's awesome. So with you, you know, finding out after he dismissed you several times, Mm -hmm. uh, what trials and tribulations were you going through? You know, where do I start? My job at the time, then I had an awesome job, but because I was a new hire, um, when I found out uh, that I had cancer, I was shy of a year, just shy of a year. So my benefits had kicked in, but I didn't have um, the coverage that I needed. So Mm -hmm. I had about three months saved up. So I sold everything in my little condo. My sister and I moved to Baltimore and I didn't want to be a burden on my family. We had to move um, to Baltimore to, for me to go to St. Agnes to save my life. So hmm. um, the treatment, where do I start? So my lymphectomy that I had, I had to have another one. I didn't have a, a, a clear core sample. So the anesthetic didn't take. Oh, and gosh. then my lymphectomy stitches ripped open. So the janitor found me unconscious. 
outside in the parking lot and he carried me back to my apartment. He thought I had been shot, but my stitches ripped open. That's what happened. Oh, that's where the blood was, okay. That's oh, where the blood okay. and the fluid was coming from. But thank God, my mother always said, you teach you teach, and you reach everyone how you want to be taught to and, right. and spoken to. And yes. because of that, they carried me. I mean, they could have easily left me there. They could have robbed me. They could have killed me. They could have raped me. They could have kidnapped me. Instead, you know, they picked me up, carried me in, stayed with me until help came. And they basically saved my life. Mm. And um, I, I thanked them for that. Uh, and again, you know, it scared. They said it scared them, you know, and they called me the singing lady because I, I always sing. So mm that happened and then you know i lost my my toenails i lost my fingernails my mouth oh. turned black my hair my hair fell out um oh you know it it was i turned dark i mean i turned black i was bent over i was just just frail of a scale of a woman and you know i um i started to lose weight and and it got scary there because her septin is is a is one of the chemotherapies that they put you on. So I had uh, radiation, chemotherapy, and Herceptin. Well, Herceptin, they let you know that this is a drug that can kill you. And most women don't go a year on it because they die. And, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you're on it now. Here you go. Thank you. You know, have a good day. And it's like, what? So I had uh, one of the side effects was it pulls your muscles off your bone. Let me tell you ladies something. I would rather have a toothache, labor pains, and a migraine before I ever have that pain again. Mm -hmm. All rolled into one. I can't begin, you, unless you go through this, you cannot understand the level of pain dealing with chemotherapy and radiation. And then they told me I was going to have third degree burns from the radiation. But I listened to the seniors in my family and I connected with those people that had been there and done that. And they gave me this concoction and I had no burns. I just had a mm -hmm. suntan. Mm -hmm. So I was writing down what the elders was telling me to do for energy, for nausea, you know, because with every pill, there's side effects. But I said, you know, the seniors know what they're talking about. Think about it. Our elders were in the fields. So they knew what would give them energy. They knew what would take the nausea away. They knew what would uh, take the cramping away naturally. So I really started to listen to them, write it down and pay attention. I even had seizures. And my aunt told my wow. husband, stand her oh. on the floor. So the floor, actually the cold floor would shock you and keep you from having seizures. Oh, wow. So I listened, paid attention to my doctor, yeah, but mostly mm -hmm. to the elders in the family. But I fell through almost every crack there was. But I thank God for those cracks because now I get to minister to women who say, I'm thinking I'm losing my toenails. Is that it? Really? You want to see my portfolio? <laughs> Let's talk about it, sugar. Let's talk about it. That's so it awesome. was a blessing. So based on what you told us, how, how was your relationship, you know, with your doctor after you realized I have cancer? December 31st, 12.01 AM, I switched insurance companies so fast. I don't know if they remember. They called me and said, you're not here. And I said, I'll never come back. I'm with, uh, I went to St. Agnes I in Baltimore, Maryland, um, to a wonderful mm -hmm. facility, and they they saved my life. Cause mm -hmm. you know the insurance I had before awesome. they blew my veins, and I had no trust in them whatsoever. None. The nurses were awesome, but the doctor, who I believe is still there, horrible. His bedside mm -hmm. manner was just disgusting. Disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Can you speak on and educate on the triple negative? So I, my, I, this is my second time. 2018, it came back, same breast. Wow, same breast? Wow. Same breast, same spot, the exact same spot. They took oh my from. goodness. If I had known that, that, then what I knew now, I would have had them. So I, I had a double mastectomy and it's mutated now to triple negative. 
Okay. So triple negative mm. is when all you check off all of the mutated genes, you now have them. And they give you a five-year span for life expectancy. I didn't believe the first one. I don't believe this one. Um, I will be here until God calls me home. And because I'm his riddling baby, he don't want me there no time soon. <laughs> no, so, job is done. Job is done. Right. <laughs> All right. So the doctors can say, and you know, I have aunties and family, friends and members who have, are triple negative, And this is their third and fourth fight. They've been there 20 and 30 years. I know women with no cancer that, you know, have passed away of COVID, that passed away of diabetes, that, that just passed away because it was time for them to go. So cancer is not a death sentence, nor can you give me a life expectancy on my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm very yeah. careful when I speak about triple negative because when women who have it are afraid and women who hear about it are terrified, I'm gonna tell you like this, sugar, two things are gonna happen in life. We're going to enter and we're going to exit. What are you doing in between that? Mm. That's what you need to focus and worry about. Don't worry about what your diseases are because people leave this earth every day with no cancer. You worry about what you're doing for the kingdom. You let God worry about everything else. Get your heart right with God and you'll be fine. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree on that. I agree on that. So um, what emotional things were you going through when you, you know, you thought you survived your first time having cancer and then <sighs> it happens again, like emotionally, because you have children, you know, emotionally as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, what were you experiencing? You know, when they called me, I was sitting on the steps and um, she said, uh, Vicki, I need you to come in tomorrow. And I told her, I said, I already know. I hear it in your voice. Uh, I know the conversation, I know the tone, and I said it's in the exact same spot you took it from. So I already know. I said, what's the game plan? Mm -hmm. And she said, um, I have something else to tell you. And I said, well, as long as it's not triple negative, she said, well, uh, I said, it is, huh? And I said, okay, so I, I need options. I need plan A, B, and C. I don't want to just hear plan A. And uh, my husband was upstairs getting ready for work. And I said, can you come down here? I need to talk to you. And, um, you know, he was like, are you sure? And I said, I'm sure. And I looked at him and I said, you know, this time I, I don't want the whole show, pony dog show. I, I said, if I have the option, I want the girls gone. And I said, are you good with that? And he was like, well, I've had them for 13 years and you'll get another set. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. That's what I want to hear, you know? So, um, but I was like, God, really? 10 years, mm. 10 years, really God? But then I had to flip it and say, wait a minute, hold it. It's not stage three, it's not stage four, it's not terminal, it's just back. They're gonna mm -hmm. take the girls, I'll, you know, I'll do my little chemo and I'll get right back to life. And that's right. what we're doing. You, you know? gotta be optimistic, that's awesome. Yep. Let me tell you something about my mother. My mother's, uh, I love my mom and my dad, Leonard and Daisy, but Daisy May. So my mom is this four foot nine soldier of God, right? And Aww, yes. She's so little. Yes, she was. But, but let me tell you, but we were all terrified. Daisy right? May did not play with us. So when this all happened, she said, you've got 10 minutes to cry. The first time she said, you got 10 minutes to cry. Then you go shake it off and then you got work to do for God. This ain't got nothing to do with you. So who's, are you going to believe the report or not? I said, I do. She said, all right, go ahead and cry. When you get finished, come in here and we're going to talk. I love her for doing that. If she had pitied me and, oh, my baby, oh, my God, oh, God. If she had pitied me, I don't think I would have been as strong as I was. But because she, has, she had that Jesus soldier put on the whole armor of God mentality, mm -hmm. it carried me through. And my mother wrote me love letters and scriptures. Read this scripture for your healing. Read this scripture, you know, for late night, you know, when you get in those dark places. Then my, my sisters and my mom wrote me love letters and those Bible scriptures and love letters carried me through. So I thank her for not, you know, babying me too much because it gave me that, you know, wait a minute, hold it. You know, I got daddy on my side. He wouldn't right. give me this and all those songs. And I call them flashbacks that she taught me from growing up from a child till now. It carries me through. So I appreciate my parents instilling in me what I was going to need 
Did I have an emotional roller coaster? Yes. But did I also remind myself of who I was and who I am? Yeah. And it, it carried me through. People say, Vicki, you talk about God all the time. And I said, well, who am I supposed to talk about? You? <laughs> I mean, what? Where were you at? You know, who, who am I supposed to talk about? I only know one father. but that's that that, those that is the only person I can give you that's a hundred percent that saved me a hundred percent carried me through a hundred percent talked to me a hundred percent pat me on the back when I needed it when I was crying in my room by myself like can I really do this he would talk to me what do you mean are you serious you so you don't think I can bring you through this and the key word when I tell people listen you went through cancer yeah key word through I'm done. I'm through. I'm through. I don't dwell there. I don't stay there. I went through. So you need to remind yourself of who's walking with you. Any negativity, get it out. Sisters, I don't care who they are. Get Mm -hmm. the negativity out. Open up those Bible scriptures. Get them in your heart and focus on who you are. You're a child of, you know, I'm, I'm a queen, but I'm also a prince. Do you know who my daddy is? Okay, come on. I tell people that always, you know, they always say, Vicky, you have an air about you. Oh, so I did not tell you who my daddy was. <laughs> That's my daddy too. No, no. <laughs> you know, I, my, my question is, why don't you have the same walk? We have the same daddy. Mm-hmm. We have the same father. Where's your walk at? So I, I do it, have this air yeah. about me because he said he would heal us. He said he would cover us. He said mm-hmm. he would keep us. Uh, and you don't believe that? Why? Okay, I believe it. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a journey. Yeah, a journey. it is. It, that it, that is. It's awesome, and your testimony is amazing. Thank um, you. Can you um uh, give some things to how you kept your spirits going? Um, can you give advice to women and that can help them? Of course, for the caregivers, keep it simple. Do the same things you've already, you're already doing and you're going to do. And I want you to remember those that are taking care of someone like me. Um, Cause I'm shocked every morning I wake up and my husband's still here and it's like, oh, you could have left last night. You should have, but you didn't. <laughs> um, you know, because I was a handful, I would get angry, but, but but it was because I was afraid. You know, I had my moments. Am I strong? Yes. Am I human? Yes. So if they don't feel like talking, leave a love note under their pillow, uh, write Bible scriptures and leave it for them or send them a text message now or send, just remind them I'm here. I, and you can't say you understand because you'll never understand this walk. This walk, I don't wish this walk on anybody, but everybody's walk is different. But remember that every time they get upset, just hold them. We're afraid, we're human. And don't forget the person that you fell in love with. He or she is still in there. Yeah. They're still in there, but this pain level, let me tell you, I used to tell my husband, look, I'm out. I would drink Benadryl and just go to sleep. I'm out of here. Jesus. Where the bim- where's the bubblegum Benadryl? You know, that- <laughs> I-, I didn't want to put the pressure on him of watching me cry because there was sometimes he couldn't take it. And, and, and again, that pain level, I can't even describe it. But, and there were times, you know, I would snap at him and I felt bad, but it's like, I don't know you know, who else to yell at or do or scream in the pillow or, you know, mm-hmm. I have girlfriends and I would tell them, look, if you need someone to scream at or yell at, just call me and say, Vicki, I'm gonna call you right back. Don't pick up. We used to scream in each other's phone. I hate cancer because we had no one else to do it with. You know, mm-hmm. some of my sisters could take it. Some of my sisters couldn't because they never would see, they've never seen me cry and break down. So this was all new to them. I'm the strong sister. Right. So they knew if I was crying and in pain, it was some intense pain and some of, they couldn't take it. So just, just remember your loved one is still in there. They're just having the hardest time and facing the toughest battle they'll ever have to face. So not only don't give up on yourself, don't give up on them. Write them a love letter. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't think about that. You know, yeah. calling your friend to yeah. 
Just yeah. scream, scream at somebody, yeah. but not yeah. necessarily scream at somebody, but you have yeah. frustration. And it's like, you who do you take it out on? You yeah. know? You know? And I would walk sometimes and go outside and scream. Ah! My neighbor one time came running outside. He's like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm just having a moment. And he said, you need to warn me. And I, I have, at that time, some ghetto neighbors at that time. And uh, he came out with what he called click clap. And he was like, I had your back. I didn't know what was going on. I said, no, I just needed to scream. But now we laugh about it. And he was like, are you still screaming? And I said, no, I haven't had to scream like that in a long time. But it's just nice to know that people love you. They're surrounded by you. But you still need that outlet that you've got to get the negative out. It'll eat you up. Yes. You got to get it out. That's awesome. So who's your biggest supporter, you know, Ooh. through all this? I, I mean, I know you want to start a fight. You want to start a fight with my <laughs> I sister. I mean, you, you start a fight. You got all those sisters and brothers. I don't want no They're problem. Gonna, uh, I know what? You know what? I can go there and I can, I can truly say, and all of my sisters will understand and know I love each and every one of them. But if I have to brag on a sister, it's my baby sister, Connie. Oh, yeah. She she had her son Jonathan. Jonathan thought he was my babysitter at the time. Uh, I <laughs> he would feed me. Aww. He would rub my head. He bought me this neck pillow um, that he would warm up, and it was it was God because he would know. He would knock on the door and say, "Lily, I know you need this," mm. and he would wrap it around my neck. But what he didn't know is I would be in there crying because See. I was in so much pain. And he would come in and Lily, he calls me Lily, Lily, and he would wrap it or he would come in and kiss me on my head. But Connie was my ride or live. I don't want to say die. Connie was my ride or live sister. She, she was there. She made sure my doctor's appointments, my, my, my food, my, my everything. She, she was it. She was it, you know? Wow. We, and I know my first, my, my first chemo, my first chemo appointment was horrible. First of all, they told me I was about to get this, this chemotherapy drug called Red Double. So I saw this red liquid coming to my arm. Now I'm terrified of needles. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a panic attack. I was fighting the nurses. The nurse's eyelashes were down on her cheek. Connie was with me and I looked up. They were carrying Connie out of the room. She was just having a fit. That made me freak out even more. And she said, I can never go back with you. I can't do that again because I've never acted like that. So when I saw the look on her face of like sheer terror, um, it just did something to me. And I saw in her face, her fear of losing me for the first time. And after that, we made arrangements. Um, actually, I wanna, we're gonna get into support, but when I saw that look on her face, you know, I had to, I, I actually had to shake myself and say, all right, I'm the big sister. You know, I, I've got to be an example for my little sisters watching out for me. But Connie, you know, she, she was there up until, until I acted a fool. But after that act of a fool, uh, we had a heart to heart talk and um, she did everything she could to save me. And she did. Connie, Connie wore a cape for me. She did. Okay. I had to the other sisters. She did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She did. But, um, but yeah, but we, we, we had a great support system. God led me to a lot of great avenues um, mm -hmm. with support and resources in the community. Like I had a limo after that picking me up. Oh, wow. And taking me to my doctor's appointment. But it was just a car that he drove. And it was free of service that I found. Awesome. And oh, people wow. used to say, who's that black lady coming in the limo on Fridays? And I, was, <laughs> you know, and I said, no, it's a service that they had. And I had a chef fixing the food and dropping off the food and, and uh, free wigs. And they put uh, tires on my car. I had $500 in gas that I shared with everybody because there's no, I wasn't driving. So mm -hmm. I would share it. So every time I found a new resource, I would share it. But God, God did a great thing with resources and, and leading them to me to share. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That is, it's awesome. So um, Vicki, yeah. how are you helping women today? I tell all my business. 
I tell my husband, I'm so sorry. I tell all my business. <laughs> and it's because as, as, as people, we think that we're going to run out or it won't be enough for me. And, and by the time I get to the resources, you know, it won't be enough. If God owns everything, he created everything. He has, he has everything in the wellhouse for you. There's no way it's going to run out. So I, every time I find out something, I share. That's how you save a community. You mm -hmm. share the resources. You share the food. You share the, 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 the money. You share the funding. You share the information that, that you have with your community. And that way everybody eats. I don't know what you right. ladies are in need of, but if I happen to mention something, oh yeah, Vicki, uh, we're running out. There's food banks that helps everybody Patient Advocate Foundation will help you with your medication, will help you with your doctor's visits, will help you with your copay. And that's not Patient Advocate Foundation for Vicki, that's Patient Advocate Foundation for everybody. So I tell everything, every time I find out something, I share. That's mm -hmm. how we save each other, we share. That's it. That's great. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's it's going to overflow, you yeah. know, yeah. when God's something that's great, you know, mm -hmm. and you're being obedient, he's going to yes. make sure there's enough resources for everybody. Everybody, everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So can you tell us about, I seen um, on one of your pages, the pinky party. Uh, tell us or explain what that's about and the sure. it's in let's let's hear your let's hear your story <laughs> how, how you help everyone <laughs> okay so when my first diagnosis when I was finding out everything I found the good and the bad the mm -hmm. bad were the organizations that just collect money that never help the good were the organizations that really didn't have a lot of money that was doing all of the work so I wanted to have a place where we could come together um, and learn about educational things when it comes to breast cancer, learn about the resources, and that's to come together to network and fellowship. So I said, okay, pinky party. Connie and I came up with the acronym, purposely involved in keeping individuals educated. All right, love it. So I said, okay, I'm gonna have these pink parties with a DJ. Had the first one, nobody came. I, so I started calling people, why didn't you come? No childcare. Okay, I got you. The next one, I hired ed retired educators to come in and babysit. So we had some women that came. So the, ne the next one, I talked to them. Every time I, we had an event and women wouldn't come, I would find out why. Well, Vicki, you're not having lunch. Okay, great, found sponsors. Now we have free lunch and the pinky parties are always free. So okay. now we have a pink party with the DJ, with childcare. You get a free swag bag. You get a free mm -hmm. mammogram. You get free lunch. We have raffles. At that time, we were giving away free cruises. I would connect with everybody awesome. in the community. We had local vendors there. Um, every time there was a nail, you could come in there and get your nails done, get your hair done, get a makeover, get your eyebrows done. It's a pink party. But hey, while you're there, we also explain to you your mammograms. We also talk to you about insurance coverage. We also talk to you about mental health. We also make sure you have food banks and so you know where those things are. It is a full, it's a full pink educational party disguised as a pinky party because women won't come because they need me. They'll come because they want that swag bag. But while you're there, you don't get the swag bag until you leave. So you've got to listen to the information. The information may not save your life, but someone in your family. So come in, let us love on you a little bit. Let us educate you a little bit. We're all over the place. And now we had our first virtual one yesterday. Yay. Nice. So now, yes. So we're doing it virtually. And after the mm -hmm. event, as long as you stay during the entire event, we're going to mail you a pinky party bag. So okay. can you give me a little bit of more information in regards to that? How often do you have these uh, pinky parties and uh, where can we find the information in regards? Sure. <laughs> well, it's different now because we normally had it at a host yeah. hospital <laughs> so you can get your mammogram. So now we had our first virtual one yesterday. I educate and have chronic disease classes. So once a month, I have it at Overton, but we're starting to plan um, for December now. So I will link up with you so that we can advertise yeah. together. 
but it's free virtual online great speakers um it's still a party we have scavenger hunt um we we have you know pictures and games um we don't mind the children being there because i have a four-year-old and we want them to be a part of it we have children's tips because it's a different day and time now. So everything is virtual. I will connect with you with the next one. We're excited and we're planning it now, but it's always free. I always try to find sponsors because we don't want to charge anyone because right. one, we're, it's during the pandemic. Who has the extra funds, right? Mm -hmm. And we never want to charge. Mm -hmm. So we always have sponsors. Okay. <laughs> there he is. And I'll keep everyone <laughs> updated in regards to awesome. um, the events. If anyone's ever interested in that, yeah. I'll definitely put her information in the bio for when we uh, upload her information, mm -hmm. audio version. <laughs> awesome, thank you. And then we can team up, I hope, on that yes. day. Yes. Yeah. And you ladies- I don't mind coming out and helping, you know, yeah. all this, you know. Yeah, we'll connect, we'll connect. We'll talk. Oh, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Great. I'll put a check by your name, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's free. I, yeah. I definitely, I definitely yeah. love in that. Um, oh, Marcus. Um, hey, Marcus. He also, he also enjoys the snow charge as well. So one of yeah. my people, <laughs> yeah. likes to go to that. You know, when I first told my husband the no charge, he was like, um, who's going to pay for that? And I, said, <laughs> I said, God is. God's going to pay for it. Yeah. So, you know, the and it's a blessing because each insurance company hires me to have a pinky party for their members. Oh, and wow. then, and then I get sponsors to do my own for the public. Like at Howard university, we had a huge one outside a uh, health fair and we had all the local uh, vendors come in and the radio stations. So God always provides. Provide, right. I love my husband because when I give him these crazy ideas, he's like, you know what? I think you can do that. God's going to provide. You know what? Let's, he never tells me no. Now he used to it. <laughs> and he told me, he said, if I tell you no, will you listen? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, what am I tell you no for? I was like, okay, thank, thanks, husband. Thanks, husband. So, yeah, so God provides, and it's just an awesome thing. That's awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Vicki, um, yes. for, uh, for the breast cancer, mm -hmm. how many times a year should a woman be checked? Well, it depends on one year age. They're seeing over 40 now, but they're also, I, I'm going to tell you, if you have a lump and even if you have no family history, you need to be checked. Okay. And that means if you need to be checked once, if you need a plan B, we're learning women in their 20s have stage four breast cancer. Wow. The youngest wow. person in Maryland to have breast cancer is 12. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. I think the youngest in the United States with ovarian cancer is nine. So the rules don't apply. Wow. You feel a lump. It doesn't feel right. You'd say something. You do something. I know women 26, 27 that have stage four breast cancer. So the, the rules no longer apply. You fight fight yeah so you get tested as often as you think you need to family history or not mm -hmm. okay. yeah that's real good that's that's my advice all right um i had a question so sure. were you the only daughter from your from your parents that got um cancer or was there any other siblings um, I had, uh, my sister Daisy May died a few years, four years ago of cancer. Um, but I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I'm the only one with breast cancer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But again, history does not, you know, even if you don't have a history of cancer and right. men, please don't think, uh, you're omitted from this conversation. Breast cancer is an equal opportunity disease, sugar. It wants us just like it wants you. So if you feel a lump, don't be so macho that you don't get go. You don't go and get it checked out. You get it checked out as well. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Need to have a conversation. Women, check your men out because they won't tell you. Feel for it yourself. You're feeling on mm. them anyway. Feel for a lump. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's everybody right. Get, everybody get checked. <laughs> that's 
Um, I know for cancer, I know there's all types of different um, symptoms. What are the most uh, important symptoms that you get to know that if you or if you have breast cancer? So besides the lung, yeah, puckering is one. Discharge is another. Um, okay. Your skin looking like orange okay. peel is another. Soreness, tenderness. Uh, for me, it was heartburn and indigestion. Mm. Um, so, and it goes across the board. I had someone tell me that it felt like someone was pinching them mm. uh, it, and her breast was dense. So she couldn't feel it. She just kept saying that it felt like something inside was pinching her. Wow. And that's how she found when she went and had uh, her, her mammogram, that's how she found her lump. So it's different. And again, you may not have symptoms. Just if you're over 40, because insurance willing cover it, go get checked out. Don't play with it. Don't think about it. Uh, go get checked out and make sure, again, you advocate for yourself. Do it. Okay. That's so good. Jenny, did you have any other questions? No, that was it. So I do have a question. Um, is there anything that we haven't spoke on that you would like to let um, viewers know? Um, women in regards to cancer, anything on your heart that you would like to share? Yes, I would. I'm sorry. I was trying to get my charger. Um, I want people to understand and know that breast cancer is not a death sentence that we survive, we go through and we get through. I want you to understand that there are people that leave this earth every day that don't have cancer. I want you to understand that this is 90% spiritual and 10% physical. Mm -hmm. And all things happen, all things happen. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get my charger. And, and this is what I wanna really tell you. We're going to enter and exit this world and how you live is up to you. And if you have cancer, I need you to live your life to the fullest. And I don't want you to put an expiration date on yourself or your life, okay? Regardless, cancer, diabetes, heart, stroke, whatever. There's, everybody has something wrong with them. So whatever your issue is or isn't, live. Live life to the fullest. Love God, treat people well, be kind to each other, love each other, be a help to people. And, and don't rely on the doctors to tell you how long you're going to be here. You're going to be here as long as you're supposed to be here. And I don't want you again to think death sentence, death sentence. No, you're going to live. You're going to live as long as God allows you to live and live it to the fullest. And then find your happy place, whatever it is, find your happy place and stay there. Don't let anybody take you out of it. But there's two people you depend on. Okay. That's God and yourself. Okay. Do the work for God and he'll take care of you. That's what I need to tell the people. That's amazing. And I agree. I mean, he's, he's got us this far and uh, yeah. he mm -hmm. prospers, you know, he prospers, definitely prospers. Yeah. They um, sure does. Before we wrap up, um, I know you're an advocate. Is there any resources that you would like to share? <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of great resources. If you go on my website, www.itsinthegenes, that's the name of my company, under resources, we've got a ton of resources there. But I want to tell people, if you're hungry, go to the food bank. Don't be ashamed. Everybody's in line at the food bank. The mm -hmm. people that are in mansions, all the way down to the people living on the streets. We're all in the same line at the food bank. If you need help with your electric bill, don't wait till it gets cut off. Get in line and make a phone call. Pride will have you homeless and helpless. All right. Yep. Everybody right now during this pandemic is in need of help with something. Yeah. Right. Ask for it. Okay. Don't have your children sitting there cutting up one potato because of your pride, all right? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of resources out there for everybody right now, all right? We've got to depend on each other to share these resources so we'll get through. So the food bank, if you're hungry again, churches are great resources right now for the food bank. Get in there, get in line and ask for help. You don't even have to stand in line, get in your car. They won't even let you out of your car. It's a drive-through just like Wendy's. All right, get in the car, drive through, get your food and go home. You don't have to tell nobody, but Jesus, awesome. you know, 
So go get it done. Laundry detergent, you know, wipes, whatever you need. They're piling that stuff up. They give away milk every Saturday in Waldorf. Get the milk you need for your children. Come on now. We need to not be so prideful that we're right. hurting ourselves and our family. If I need something, ladies, and I know you have it, you better believe I'm making a phone call. All right. My children will not suffer because of my pride. We're yep. all going to eat in this house. I yep. like to eat. My husband <laughs> likes to eat. Somebody got to go get it. I agree. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> All right. So, so there is one question that we do ask everyone before we close up. Sure. And that is what makes you uncommon? Oh, so many things. Where do I start? <laughs> you know, actually, um, my personality, um, I don't let anyone tell me no. I don't let anyone stop me from helping them. I don't allow anyone to tell me about the God that I serve that can't provide for me and you. I don't allow the negatives to get to me. And I'm uncommon because I wear uh, an S on my chest that is dipped in God and covered by favor. Wow. Favor ain't fair, mm -hmm. and I'll take it every day. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Vicki. Um, thank you for sharing your testimony. Um, and just thank you so much and how you're able to just share what you experienced and what you went through um, as a breast cancer survivor and also an advocate for these women. Mm -hmm. And we need a lot more women like you that are strong and that yes. will continue to fight because a lot of women now, you know, they don't know where to go, where to turn. Yeah. And sometimes they just don't know where to go. And yeah. they don't have that kind of guidance or someone to point them there. And thankful that, you know, that you were able to come on here on the podcast and share your testimony. So, wow. if, you know, if anyone needs anything, you can reach out yeah. to Vicki. Thank you. <laughs> you sure can. Please do. Please do. Everybody else does. Please do. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Jenny. Go ahead and go into our closing. Well, um, you can find us on www.uncommonwomen.com. You can find, that's where you can find uh, our websites. Uncommonwomen.net. Um, Uncommon.net. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find us on um, www.uncommonwomenlipson.com. We are also on other platforms as in Facebook, Twitter, IG, um, Google Podcasts and iTunes. If you have any um, businesses uh, you want us to advertise, um, you can let us know. You can email us at uncommonwomenpodcast at gmail.com and just like, share, comment, and as well as just if you want to be a guest, you can email us as well. And you know, and next, our next topic is going to be on emotional baggage. Oh, wow. So, Good topic. <laughs> emotional baggage. So make sure you ladies and gentlemen tune into that. We're going to be recording on November 7th. Um, thank you viewers for tuning in today. Thank you, Vicki, for your tremendous story and your amazing spirit, you know. Thank you. Um, thank you. I see the presence deeply inside of you. Yes. Thank you. We definitely love you. We definitely love your thank story. Thank you. Love you too. Journey and your obedience, you know, to be able to um, get the word out there and to help yeah. people. Um, well, anytime you ladies need me, you have my number. Please reach out to me. Okay. Good. 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 We'll be connected. Good. Um, Great. Viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and everyone, please remember to stay uncommon.